Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. Welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. That's the name of the show, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm so tired. I said Dewback Discussion out loud, and in my brain I went, you said Hall of Heroes. Oh, jeez. You said it, and I thought you said Hall of Heroes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you tell how tired I am? Maybe a little bit. Oh, man. Yes, you're definitely tired, Jared. <laughs> Shut up. It's like five hours ago. Um, uh, I am your uh, host, I think, Jared the Dark Jedi. Uh, joining me is Spencer the Mando Simpson. What up, everybody? And also here is Travis, Black Leader. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. I like that. Very nice. I'll take the comparison to Poe. Damn, Red. Hot Dameron. I gotta say his name. (laughs) Poe Hot Dameron. I say his name anyway. Yeah, that's how it should be said. Funny story about him at the end. I didn't put it in the notes because it's not like really something I can link to, but funny story kind of relating to that at the end of the show. Spencer the Mando, how was your week, buddy? My week was kind of chaotic. Because it's early on in the semester, uh, and so I'm still kind of getting used to work and my schedule. And I started working my on-campus job this past week, so I had to remember that. And then I had like three or four other uh, non-regular commitments that I had to be at, and I'm not good at writing things down so I was like always paranoid that I was missing something I'm supposed to be at because um, there was like something different I had to to do every day of the week. And I'm really glad that this week is over because I don't really have any of those non-regular commitments. Like everything's a pretty standard every week. This is how it's going to be coming up. Uh, so that's good anyway. I'm trying to think if there was anything worthy of mentioning that happened to me. Not really. I was just kind of going through the motions this past week. Um, <coughs> but I'm happy to be on today because uh, we get to talk about some of my favorite things in all of Star Wars, including Legos. I'm always down for a Lego episode. So, <laughs> oh, we, we have the episode for you. Black All Leader. Right. How was your week? I I wish everybody could see Travis's smile every time I we keep calling that. him Black Leader. I love it. Um, my week was all right. Nothing too crazy. Um, one of my, my I had my first canceled class of the semester. First of presumably many snaps all around. Yes, it was great. You know, 
I hate to interrupt you there, but <laughs> both of my roommates are business-related majors. Okay. And I myself, as you probably know by now, am a history major. Okay. The number of times that they have canceled class like semi-regularly infuriates me. Okay. Yeah. Because as a history major, that ju- that just really doesn't happen. I've only had one class canceled as a history major. No, two classes canceled as a history major. One of them, my professor was on jury duty, and the other one, his granddaughter was born. And so he went to the hospital to see that seems his fair. daughter and granddaughter. Um, meanwhile, they have classes canceled like every two or three weeks on the regular. And I can count, I think, the number of times in my two-year tenure so far at Grove City that I've had a class canceled is great or no that doesn't even come close to the number of cancellations they had in the last month of class alone last year and it infuriates me as it should like i had a professor email us and say hey no class or or, um i'm sick so i won't be in class today and I'm like, yes, class canceled. And then he says, however, your esteemed uh, history professor, such and such, will be filling in in my place. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That's such can't, shit. Can we just take a day? My, uh, everybody so everybody my, needs a break. My philosophy professor is an adjunct professor. So he's working a full-time job while teaching us and while raising his three – I think three-year-old. Like she's – I think – Maybe in preschool. She's she's like four, maybe. Um, Well, his wife also works a full-time job. So they're fucking crazy. He's a a really sweet guy. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, guys, um, I'm going to be in California for my job on Friday. So no class. (laughs) I'm going to be in California for my job. Yeah. He works for some company in Harrisburg. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in California. And... Which just means I have less reading to do, which is great. Um, yeah, cancel class on Friday. Oh, I totally forgot about this one other time that I had my class. I think this is the only other one. But my <laughs> writing professor canceled class because her husband cut his finger off with a circular saw. Okay. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, like, poor man, but again, I'll take any cancellations oh, yeah. I can get. The worst, that sounds so there's horrible. There's been a dismemberment. <laughs> the worst cancellations. I'm sorry we can't any of class today. There has been a dismemberment. <laughs> the worst and best ones, though, are when, like, everyone has shown up and you're sitting in the classroom. And, it's and then been, you get the email. It's like five minutes later and everyone's like, what's going on? And you're the hero that gets to tell them all because <laughs> you just looked. Oh, yeah, guys, we can go home. Like... That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That, that, I got that experience once. I see you, very My Hero Academia, like standing up on top of your desk, holding up your laptop, like scream monologuing like Deku. Just, <laughs> I've got the email from our professor. We can go back home. <laughs> weeping. Yeah. Weeping to the point where you're like dissolving your desk. <laughs> yeah, Spencer, you gotta watch My Hero Academia. You'd yeah. like it. I yeah. would like nothing less. No it's offense. like it's superheroes. It's like sky high. It's so Western media based. 
because the, you'll barely notice that it's anime. The writer is I, so in love with com- like Western comic books. Also, there's Star Wars references everywhere. Yes, have, have you picked up on them? Fucking what, what? Isn't one of like the buildings of the school called Dagobah? No, the beach he trains on. It's Dagobah Beach. He trains on. Oh yeah. Um, the the first thing you see, like when Deku runs up and they watch a fight happen, is yeah. in Tat- uh, Tatooine Avenue. Maybe or like yeah, Tatooine whatever. Um, the one shopping plaza they go to is Kashyyyk Shopping Plaza. Yeah, I think I saw Mustafar something Square. at one point. There's probably something for Mustafar. Yeah, like he's a the writer's a Kylo Ren cosplayer. Yeah, he took, he took <laughs> a week off of writing the manga to go see. Uh, the Last Jedi, like, eight times or something. <laughs> That's a fucking wow. G move. Like, he... Just go, go ahead and go not away show away up to your job to watch Star Wars nonstop. Hey, but if it, if you can consider Star Wars, like, some type of source material, that's a work like, excuse. Kohei Horikoshi is that's a ticket. That, that's a, That's a tax write-off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun stuff. <sighs> Jared, how was your week? Exhausting. I don't uh, believe you. <laughs> it's not like I, I forgot the name I, of my own podcast. I can't tell. <laughs> um. Oh, Spencer, be sure to tune in to Hall of Heroes this week. I got slap happy. Uh, I cannot Dick. wait. <laughs> Dick does flips. It's flipping Dick. Um, He's flipping down the hallway. <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, that, that was good. That was really good. Uh, no, but we, um, no, the, the rehearsal for Guys and Dolls is in full swing. Um, this coming week, uh, by the time you're hearing this on Tuesday, uh, this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, if you're in the area, come see, uh, your favorite podcast host in, uh, production of Guys and Dolls. It's a wonderful show. It takes place during the fifties. It is the most, in my opinion, one of the like quintessential musical romantic comedies. It's absolutely a, it's yeah. it's it's hilarious are, i think there are two shows that i have been in before that as long as i was a different character each time i was in the show i would do it as many times as possible and guys and dolls is honestly one of them it's there are so many you'd make a bitch in nicely nicely johnson i would do it all i would do everything honestly Including Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, off the top of my head, I could see you crushing Nicely Nicely Johnson. Same with Nathan Detroit. But, like, there's just something so bubbly about you um, and your stage presence that, like, I could see you just bringing down the house as Nicely Nicely Johnson. Well, Um, thank you very much. We'll we'll look into that some other time. (laughs) See if we can... uh, Yeah. I'll call my agent. (laughs) Funny story. See, it's a shame this didn't happen yesterday because this would be a great story to tell for Hall of Heroes because it's like a comic book joke that happened. But um, during the scene, Spencer, you'll understand this reference. I don't know how familiar with Guys and Dolls you are, Travis. Uh, I've seen it a couple times. Okay. Michael Stanley's playing Sky Masterson. Yes. He he made a joke offhandedly to one of the younger kids, teenager – who's in the ensemble, one of the gangster crap shooters, and made a joke with, like, the whole, I'll roll you for your soul thing, and, like, made a joke that, like, he wants to, like, for that scene, just come out wearing an infinity gauntlet. <laughs> uh, I was laughing at it, and then these two kids come hauling ass out into the lobby where I'm bullshitting with a couple other people. 
um, while they were working on um, something else. I think they were working on the Havana scene. But <laughs> these kids come running out after Michael said that because they just got in the gloves, like, like the fancy dr- women's dress gloves for yeah. Take Back Your oh, Maid. Yeah. And they had like forms inside of the gloves. So they come running out, start rummaging through the front desk at the theater to find Sharpies, take these hand um, uh, forms and start drawing on the infinity stones. And everyone in the lobby is like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, oh, Michael, <laughs> Michael said he wanted to do, he wanted to wear an infinity gauntlet, blah, 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 blah. And I offhandedly, I'm like, this dude knows I spent $130 on an infinity gauntlet replica, right? Like I can just bring that in and not tell anybody and be fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then this kid, his name's Josh, sweetheart, adorable kid. He's like, he's like, he's underneath like the little glass front table, Spencer, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. In the lobby. And I'm like, I have an infinity gauntlet. He could just use that. And just as I say, he pops up holding this shittily drawn infinity gauntlet on the form. I'm like, I could just bring him on. He pops up, just, but is it one of these? <laughs> <laughs> We were all fucking dying. This kid's timing was perfect. Is it one of these? Like Is it one of these? <laughs> That's too good. It was so funny. I know if you guys were there, you would have pissed your pants. Like, this kid's timing was perfect. He's already being memed at the guyer. Good. Like, everybody uh, said, like, okay, when we all get home, we're making memes. <laughs> But is it one of these? And we're and we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna spam the Facebook group with memes. That's what I did during Hunchback. I went on. You can ask Spencer. I went on a fucking meme spree. Good during Most Tech of Week. Them in costume as Cogsworth, I believe. What was that? Oh, no, that was during Beauty and the Beast. That was during Beauty and the Beast when you were sending me all those memes of you dancing to like trap songs. <laughs> oh yeah, that was during Beauty and the Beast. No, during Hunchback, I just went. On a meme tirade. That was those were the only really memes I made during Beauty and the Beast was just like someone just like randomly like started filming me on Snapchat and I just started like break dancing as much as I could in the Cogsworth costume. <laughs> and I was like, send that I to still, me. I'm gonna put that to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I still have that saved somewhere on Instagram or something. I've got a video of you <laughs> like doing the the what's what do you what do you call it? The the whip. Oh uh, what was with your pendulum like swinging around, <laughs> what, what was I? What Kendrick was? Was I dancing to King Kunta? Was that one of them? I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, but it was a lot of fun. And if you guys have the time and are close enough to do so, us and hey, fly in from Scotland. Uh, yeah, nothing but good things from Scotland. Nothing but good things from Scotland. Nothing but good things. Uh, so you fly out and come see the show. Uh, but yeah, lots of fun. Um. Okay, yeah, I did the Bruno Mars one. For- There's the pendulum. It's <laughs> Kanye. Those are all three of them. I thought I did another round. Eh, you knows? might have you may have done several, but it would it would take a lot of scrolling. Yeah, don't in worry your, about in that. your backlog to find yeah. that. The, the the trials and tribulations of having your personal and cosplay account be on one page. 
It's true. And as and as much as I love all of your content, <laughs> it's in times like these when I'm slightly frustrated. Frustrated. <laughs> because it's like trying to find a needle in a stack of needles. Yeah. That's funny. Uh Spencer, our resident yeah. Mando. The floor is yours for this first story. All right, I'm gonna try ladies to and gentlemen, I am so very excited uh, about the Mandalorian series that will be dropping with Disney Plus in November. And I'm just going to take some snippets from this article because it's kind of a monster. Um, but please do go to uh, Entertainment Weekly, right? Yup. Is that what the W is for? Yep. Entertainmentweekly.com and find the article, The Mandalorian Unmasked, uh, quote, we, do, we did things no Star Wars fan has ever seen. Keep going. Did you find it? Everybody want to cut the legs off. There was a second one. That had, oh, wait, I, wait, wait, okay, okay. Wait, it had King Kunta... Where the hood at? Nice. <laughs> what is it? Mask off. <laughs> I forgot about that until you brought it up, Spencer. Oh, that's funny. Continue. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Laughing about my shit so, posting. Back to the article. Um, this is going to be. A little bit less polished of a of a segment because it is so long that I'm going to have to do some skimming to find the good the, the good bits that you're looking that I'm looking for. So I'll just start at the top. Here we go. The Mandalorian stealthily enters the safe house. Two stormtroopers stand guard. The soldiers have become freelance mercenaries since the Empire has collapsed. Their once pristine armor now grimy with dirt. The bounty hunter creeps up behind them and fires his blaster, gunning them down. So yes, the Mandalorian shoots first and shoots his enemies in the back. So this is a brutal, lawless version of Disney or, or of Star Wars, which brings a galaxy far, far away to the small screen and live action series for the first time. This is a quote from John Favreau. It's like after the Roman Empire falls, or when you don't have a centralized shogun in in Japan, and of course the Old West when there wasn't any government in those areas that had not yet been settled. Um, so John Favreau is spearheading the series along with Dave Filoni, who has treated the, the fans very well in the last 10 or so years through uh, the Clone Wars, through Star Wars Rebels, and also Resistance. So, um, And John Favreau is as much of a fanboy as the rest of us um so let me see here duh, 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 duh. oh here's a good quote from favreau again he says i've always been curious what the other people in the cantina are up to we're digging really deep in the toy chest and pulling out the action figures that people people were always curious about and were not quite in the center frame but have a lot of potential um he or, or as feloni puts it quote the, these are the action figures you got. Your older brothers have the, quote, good ones. Somehow you got stuck with Boba Fett. And if you have Boba Fett, you could always tell a good story. So this is a very um, encouraging interview because 
not only does it give us an opportunity to peek into the setting of the show, but it also helps us to unravel, <clears throat> excuse me, help us unravel the production um, and the directing and the writing of this show, what we can expect, the things that we can look forward to seeing. And the most excited things that I think Disney has on the plate right now are its TV shows just because how explorative and expanditory they are. Like I'm, ex I'm excited for rise of Skywalker uh, to wrap up the sequel trilogy, but I am super excited for the TV shows because they are delving into these um, standard and lovable basic structures for a show like you've got your wild west show in the mandalorian you've got your spies say, they, also went, they also went right for your heart with this first show too i know i know <laughs> they went right i for am you. a sucker for a good western movie um and for the say mandalorian what you about man, they got you the new magnificent seven in my opinion that show didn't really do anything for the world of cinema as a whole but holy crap, do I love it because it's just a good old-fashioned Western. And there's lots of re like revolvers and six-shooters and lots of Winchester rifles, and it's just awesome. I love the lawless mercenary-style theme to a show. And on the other side of that, you know, you've got the spy action, the assassins, the saboteurs that you get um, with Diego Luna in the Cassian Andor show that's coming that is yet untitled. So hopefully within the next couple months, we will have a story on do back discussion revealing said title and it will be very good. Yeah. Uh, looking title. forward to hearing about Cassian. Um, Spencer, um, before we move on, you want to run through the Bryce Dallas Howard stuff and some of the images from uh, EW? Oh, I wasn't even done yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were, uh, this is this is a long article. Yeah. I th oh, okay. I thought you were capping it. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. Means. I was just um, don't. I was stop going to say now. a couple more targeted things and then open it up for discussion with you guys. Um, but uh, Pedro Pascal, um, who was Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones and has one of the most epic fight scenes, which is made even better when you edit lightsabers into it. Um, as he puts oh, it, yeah. the Mandalorian would prefer to do the right thing, quote, but his duties could very much be in conflict with that. And doing the right thing has many faces, end quote. So much like mercenaries, much like the bounty hunters that we have known thus far, it looks like the Mandalorian is still subject to, um, what am I looking for? Oversight. He's still subject to... Um, patronage you know yeah he is got some crime boss somewhere and i remember reading who it is um something in here about a former uh governor an imperial governor moff moff gideon okay so arguably this is also from the article here arguably the most powerful of the bunch are breaking bads Giancarlo esposito is that right yeah <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon, a former governor under the Galactic Empire whose world fell apart when the pesky rebels blew up the second Death Star. I love it. It's really like a Scooby-Doo episode. When they committed an act right. of terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Just not you two. It's bad enough I had to with Jared. Pesky rebel scout. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I don't, I don't. I know you don't. <laughs> 
Galaxy. But um, Galaxy safer under the Empire. Right. As Posito later <laughs> quoted in the article says, right. Imperial remnant of finds an officer who then switches to become sort of the guardian of the people. Um, so another interesting character look into Moff Gideon. And one last character spot that we'll do before we open it for general ideas and thoughts from the crew here. Uh, from the article a little further down, it says another faceless character is IG-11, an assassin droid ver- voiced by director Taika Waititi, from, uh, who directed Thor Ragnarok. Um, the, the Kiwi, who has helmed the season one finale, labored in finding the perfect voice for the role and landed on the tone that is somewhat between Siri and HAL 9000. Um, he, quote, uh, says... IG-11 is very innocent, naive, and direct, and doesn't know about sarcasm and doesn't know how to lie. Uh, it's like a child with a gun. So basically the exact opposite of L3 from Solo, A Star Wars Story, who had nothing to say that wasn't sarcastic and, <laughs> and quippy. So that'll be it. interesting to see how it's a child IG-11. with a blaster it's a child yeah, whose, it's like, whose body is on a fucking turntable with a I know gun. who just like around who has unbelievable like uh, <clears throat> imagine a kid who has like four arms I guess and two of them are operating a sit and spin and the other two it's the sit and spin of death it's like that same spinning menacingly it's like that same stinking droid from uh, the Clone Wars that we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, High Singer. High Singer? You know, like his whole torso do like a spinny maneuver and yeah. just. Yeah. So. It's so intimidating. I love that. Especially if it's going to be Taika Watiti being just adorable, too. Just like, guys, has a gun. <laughs> People <laughs> screaming, <laughs> in, <laughs> screaming in agony. Yeah. So, Jared. Um, here, I'll, I'll start with this to open up the discussion here. Um, myself included, but whenever we saw the trailers and some of the um, set art, I think we all expected to see IG-88 yeah. in this in this TV show. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts with it ending up being IG-11, who is neither devious nor malicious as IG-88 is, but is like a child with a gun? Are you disappointed? <laughs> Do you still... Well, feel like they could they could take this to a good place. What are your thoughts? I knowing that they're not just going to K two. I didn't want another K two, and you also have the chance with it being an assassin droid to just do discount HK forty seven. Yeah, and the fact that they went in the like the complete that they're doing the anti HK forty seven basically, where instead of it being die meat bag, it's you know, he's kind of not aware of hey, the man. fact that he's murdering. Yeah. Hey, and, man. Why are you I, just laying there? <laughs> why, are you just, why are you just laying there? That's fantastic. I like to think that it could be somewhere between Korg from Thor Ragnarok, who's just like, the revolution has begun. Like really innocent <laughs> and, and cheerful. Somewhere between that and like C-3PO's head on a B-1 battle droid at the Battle of Geonosis. <laughs> Where he's like, yeah. die, Jedi dogs. <laughs> what did I say? You know? <laughs> I went that could be charming. I kinda like I kinda went like proxy from the Force Unleashed. 
Yeah, 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 I get that. Although Proxy was a little... Uh-oh. He's been abducted there was... by the First Order. Proxy had a little there bit of sarcasm. He had a little bit of sarcasm, but there's also, like, he didn't understand the fact that, like, yeah. if he stabbed Galen, Galen wasn't getting back up the way he yeah. could. <laughs> That was, I yeah. think that was mostly built off the fact that they had known each other for most of their lives. Yeah, and that's like, what I'm saying. Like, there's that acuteness to like, oh, he doesn't know that if he kills Galen, he's fucking dead. dead. Yeah. But I, I kind of want to see like a little bit of proxy in uh, IG-11. Um, that's very exciting. I like that a lot. Travis, general thoughts so far about The Mandalorian? Like... Just in general, as a whole, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah just oh, the God, the I'm article, excited. some of the some of the character details that were revealed, anything at all. Uh, currently, anything Taika Waititi related has my interest because I think that man is amazing. Um, but in general, I think the show looks incredible. It's I don't want to say a departure from what we see of Star Wars, but like it, it's going to be something different, you know. Yeah, it's not like a, a one-off episode of Clone Wars or something. It's gonna be a, its own thing. I'm kind of digging that. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of so Disney has said they're not gonna have any quote-unquote R-rated content on their service. You can get pretty fucking far with a PG thirteen. I know, <laughs> or a TV like, fourteen. I don't need it to be. I don't need the word "fuck" to be said every other line. I don't need to see guts and gore all the yeah. time. So, like, but like just from that door kill alone, exactly. there's gonna be some intense shit. Like, how much do you get away with because it's not human, right? Yeah, there's that. So, I think if they can take it to that, this is that show for Star Wars that's gonna go to that, that core and still gonna squeal. Yeah, that tastefully edgy thing that I like to see in my, you know, streaming service dramas, as I'm going to start calling them. Uh, Like we. Sorry, guys. You're good. I just realized that the table that I'm currently set up on is like making noise as it rubs up against another table, like freaking tectonic plates. So tectonic tables. (laughs) Tectonic tables. So I just kind of scooched it over a little bit. I think that'll eliminate some of our extraneous noise here. Okie doke. But yeah, I am I am just excited to get more content. Exactly. I guess, you know, content that looks incredible. You know, I'm a John Favreau fan. I'm a a fan of most people in the show. Yeah. (laughs) It's just all good things all around with this group of people. So I will say this much. Um, just on the topic of the show as a whole, I know that it said that like the Mandalorian at his heart wants to do good. I really want to just have like a straight up sleazy protagonist in a Star Wars story. Like, and like, granted, it's in Han Solo's character at the end of the day that he's meant to always have had a heart of gold the whole time and just like repressed it. But, like, there's a part of me that just wants the Mandalorian to be a total piece of dog shit for most of this show. And, like, out of obligation, like, kind of like Billy Butcher with that baby. Just be like, oh, you're a baby. Can't kill you. Yep. But I'll kill everyone else in the room brutally. 
Like, I, 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 there's a part of me that just really badly wants to see the Mandalorian, like, as a person, be, like, the lowest common denominator. Just be the most base protagonist we have ever had. Yeah, and I mean, we still have the Cassian Andor show, too. Yeah, which is, you know, which is gonna be things, dark. Yeah. He did things for the Rebellion. Yeah. You know, but... Cassian will shoot I, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> for I, the I, I kind of agree. I would have liked the same style thing from here but eh, yeah and we also that's also not saying like when that heart of gold will kick in right yeah like again we see this man murder somebody with a fucking door (laughs) like clearly he's not squeamish um in the house (laughs) yeah but yeah i'm super excited this is gonna be great it's gonna be a good time do we know okay so i have a real question is it dropping all at once episode by episode motherfuckers yep gonna make me buy that whole year aren't they hey hey but that means there's at least one topic every week on this show for the rest of our lives right if you you think i'm not not necessarily to the extent we did this past week but like if you think i'm not talking titans at least a little bit in my slice of life every week on hall of heroes you're crazy oh my god no there should be a just chunk of the show dedicated to a titans review that's how it's gonna be once Disney Plus drops. Like it's gonna be like, hey, all right, time for our Falcon and Winter Soldier recap. Yep. Um, I mean that I, it is smarter for them business wise because then you can't do yeah. Okay, got my free trial. Watch the whole show and cancel. Yeah, or so, you just wait. Yeah, and avoid spoilers like the plague, which will be difficult. Too much effort for me. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money now. But yeah, uh, Spencer, you want to jump into the Bryce Dallas Howard one as well? And then yes, we can talk about some I of these I can do uh, that as images. well. Another article in Weekly, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard calls it a, quote, dream come true to direct the Mandalorian episode. Uh, so the Jurassic World star spoke to Entertainment Weekly at the Toronto International Film Festival about her getting to take part in the Star Wars series and about her upcoming documentary, Dads, which we won't really talk about but we'll talk about the mandalorian side of things uh she doesn't appear in front of the camera for the mandalorian but rather behind it directing an episode of the small screen live action adventure and um she says quote getting to be a director part of the mandalorian it's been like john favreau didn't even know that about me she explains uh of her directing aspirations to entertainment weekly at the film festival uh, so she also says it was a dream come true on so many levels, brilliant filmmaker, but a better mentor. He just wants to share in the excitement and passion of filmmaking and what's possible. Nothing about it is proprietary. Uh, it's let's push this forward and see what else can happen. So she is come up, she's come on board. I don't know if. We know which episode, like if... Um, no, we don't know what episode who's directing yet. It's got to be... We're just going to have to wait for the credits. If we're just finding out about this now, then chances are... <laughs> directors lined up for like the first three or four, don't we? Well, I mean, the whole show's in the can at this point. And all the all the directors were announced when the show was announced. Uh, Filoni... Really? Yeah, Favreau's directing a couple, that. Filoni's directing a couple, Bryce Dallas Howard's doing one, Taka Waititi's doing one. Um, I think somebody from The Wire is directing one. I could be wrong about that. 
But yeah, the whole list is out there somewhere. But the the big names are Favreau, Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Taika Waititi. Um, all tackling at least an episode or two. Yee. Filoni's are the ones that I'm, are the ones I'm really excited for. Like I want to see if he can make the jump to live action. Most likely, I think I think he'll be able to pull it off. But I'm most excited to see how much because something that Filoni's always good at is like pulling in lore yeah, and yeah. making it relevant to the story. And so I'm I'm like, give me some characters that I haven't seen in a while. Give me somebody that I'm like, huh, I had no idea they were still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or like Solo, oh, I didn't know that character was dead now <laughs> with Orr yeah. saying. Yeah, just I, I trust Dave Filoni with my life, the Star Wars <laughs> franchise. So let's get her done. Hey, like TJ said long before I took over this show, trust the hat. Trust the hat. And Amen. As well as Bryce Dallas Howard, whom I'm very excited to see her work as well. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of fun stuff coming out of the Mando. Uh, Spence, you want to run us through these images before we hop on to the next story? Which will probably also um, be yours. The images huh? for Mandalorian, yes. Oh, the next um, one the so, yeah. Okay, we'll switch it up then. Keep going. So there's a cover for oh who's uh who's doing it? Uh you can keep the Lego story. Um Travis, do you wanna Yeah, sure. We can skip the Lego for a second and then we'll jump to the video games and then Spencer can take the Legos just to diversify a little bit. Cool beans. Keep going. Keep going with the Mandalorian stuff. What? Who me? What'd you say, Travis? Sorry, work drama just came up. Oh, <laughs> you're good. Anyway, continue with our images, sir. Spencer. Am I doing this? or am Yeah, I no, doing you're the doing the images. I, we were just changing the order of a couple stories so that it wasn't just, just to break things up a little bit. Keep going with the images. Okay, I thought we were giving it to Travis. No, okay. no, no. Talk so, yeah. those Mando images, boy. Yeah. Big old misunderstooding. Sorry, everybody. Misunderstooding. I love it. It's been a long week for us all. So yeah. hopefully yeah. this will make your long week a little better. Just wait. <laughs> laughing Just at wait us till we get to the last knowing story. Knowing you're not Spencer. the only one. <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> I'm going to rock your world in the last story. Just you wait. Okay, I can't. I, I will sit tight and just. I'm so ready. Okay, so uh, some of the stills for The Mandalorian that we got this week. There's a cover for Entertainment Weekly magazine. Uh, it says, A New Hope for TV in, the, in small print. <laughs> the Mandalorian blasts off as the first live-action Star Wars TV series. That's what the, um, the cover says in writing. But it is just a big old headshot of uh, Pascal's character, The Mandalorian, and his helmet, there are some subtle differences about it. Um, for instance, it looks like um, going straight down the middle from like the top of his head to in between his eyes, right by his visor, there is like a little, um, what, do you, what would you call it? a raised, it almost looks like it sort of belongs on a clone helmet, if that helps yeah. you visualize where it is, just like that little fin going down, except it's just kind of, mostly flat 
but um, also there's a little bit of fancy stuff going on toward the bottom of the t-visor some interesting aesthetic cuts on the mask but it looks good his helmet looks awesome so i think it could use a little more detail i don't know that's that is up for debate whether or not the solid you know uh, smoky chrome look is is sufficient yeah, well, you in can general, tell that he's though, go, his, his costume is gonna, a little too. His costume is going to go through quite a few changes. Like if you just look at, I can, pictures, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that in the in the stills. But the helmet seems to remain mostly the same. But we will continue on. So that was from the cover, and then also in Entertainment Weekly, there is a picture uh, that looks like the Mandalorian is just kind of chilling on the porch with a couple ladies. Uh, one of them sitting back, kicking her feet up, and they look like they might be waiting for somebody or just hanging out for a while in this little wooden wicker hut in the middle of the forest. So the third one, as Jared pointed out, it looks like his costume changes throughout because in the third, well, for starters, in the first two, his armor, like all of his armor plates are that similar smoky chrome as the helmet, and he's got a brown dark brown jumpsuit on underneath and a bandolier and that's that's basically it smoky chrome and brown that's all you get until you get to the next picture which has him in a combination uh body plate aesthetic of red and white with a boba fett olive green jumpsuit on underneath um so that is I, I kind of like fighting I don't a couple transitions like better. I think if I had to choose between the two, I would go with the brown and smoky chrome just because it makes a little bit more sense aesthetically. But even then, I would prefer some coloring in the armor. But he's fighting a couple. What are those skiffs? They no. kind of look like skiffs. No, they're transitions. Non boss. Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> the Pablo Hidalgo, I think. So. I, I may not have been Pablo. But somebody confirmed that they were, quote, non-Bosque Trandoshans. No, thank you for the distinction. <laughs> Besides, matters. we all know that Bosque wears a yellow jumpsuit. And is whatever the heck these green, guys are but whatever. <laughs> um, I couldn't see the, their noses. That's, uh, they kind of look like yeah. skiffs. But anywho, confirmed Trandoshans, which we knew before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but the third picture that we have in here is the one I like the best because even though like I, I'm still a fan of, of some, some color variety, the way that he's posing in this picture kind of makes him look like almost like the Sith stalker costume. Yeah. I see that from the force unleashed one with a little bit more to it, a little more armor yeah. symmetrically, but he's got like this, this kind of a, stealth mode kind of a pose going on but yeah i'd like to see a little bit more coloring in the armor and the helmet is um just having it be a dark silverish chrome with a black t-visor is like come on you can do a little better than that even in the the um clone wars tv show when you had dozens of mandalorians flying around on mandalore like they all had some kind of a color highlight to them whether it was a subtle blue or a subtle red or you know freaking horns <laughs> they all had something going for them and there's different styles of mandalorian helmet i know like i think we're just scraping the 
we're just breaking the surface here. Um, I I really am hoping that as the series progresses or even episode to episode, there's some sort of a, you know, apparent growth in the character on with the armor. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You can see that through the Clone Wars as well. Like as the progresses, as they, you know, develop their own minds, the clones also develop their personalities and get tattoos and mark up their uniforms and their suit and their suits of, of armor. And you see it gradually happen throughout the series. And I'd love to see something like that happen here. But it seems to me like by the time we enter the universe of the Mandalorian. He's already been on the streets for long enough that he wouldn't really see anything or have anything happen to him that would significantly change his personality at this point. Yeah. But, or he just has like a ton of like extra armor and he's just like, well, this is beat the shit time to switch it out. It could be. Yeah. Um, he might just need to go shopping, (laughs) (laughs) get some new gear, go to the bounty hunter store. Yep. Or even, I'd love to see them toy around with different varieties of Mandalorian helmets. Yeah, that would be fun. There's the owl style, which Sabine has in Rebels. There's like the power tech style that you really only see in the Old Republic video games. You know, the Neo Crusaders, the Executioner helmets. These are really cool looking Mandalorian helmet styles that I'd love to see him put on at some point. Maybe he's like Lando Calrissian. Except instead of a closet full of capes, he's got a closet full of helmets that he can just like swap out. <laughs> I but like that. There are some seriously cool looking armors out, or helmets out there in the Mandalorian style. And to just, you know, remove the viewfinder from the right ear and have it just be painted chrome instead of blue and green highlights. And it's like, come on, is that really the the design that walked out victorious from the concept art room. Well, I mean, you can also be going for something like a little bit more minimalist too. Like, you know, it, it, I think having him be too colorful kind of creates like that, you know, that like every single Mandalorian we ever see as a bounty hunter is like going to be obnoxiously colorful, like Django and Boba. And I kind of like the idea that he's just kind of like, this is it. I just need something to keep me safe. This is my culture and I'm not going to get shot while I'm wearing this. But even Jenga wasn't obnoxiously colored. The only color in his whole uniform is his jumpsuit and the highlights on his helmet. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's it. Now, Boba was a little bit more extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit. Flaunt it if you got it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, there's already enough, though, with like the whole, oh, is it Boba Fett? Is it Boba Fett? Is it Boba Fett? So, like, no. Very distinct from Boba Fett. Yeah. But yeah, not nothing but hype for Mandalorian. Um, I loved how whenever the uh, still with him fighting the two Trandoshans came out, um, literally everybody in the Star Wars Twitterverse was like, Are "These fucking action figures." <laughs> yeah, that's it looks like a thinking, toy diorama. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they don't look at. fabulous. It seriously it's, it's does that, look like a toy diorama. Well, I think it's just like the lighting in that shot and like the way that one Trandoshan's lining up. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Is it like it, it, it looks? It's, it's very angular. Yeah. yeah, like very much. This this is the only way that the character can hold his weapon and look like he's about to use it. Yeah. 
Like there's just but, something, hey. yeah, there's just something about the way it's shot that looks. I'm sure in motion will look fine. Oh yeah, know? absolutely. It's like just this, the, this is the one frame they picked out that just happens to make it look like it's <laughs> yeah, that looks series. like action figures. <laughs> it looks like a black series ad. Agreed. Um, but yeah, lots of fun stuff coming from that. Uh, we're gonna jump to the next story and then come back to the Lego one for you, Spencer. Uh, Travis, you want to talk? Right. We'll talk some old, old and new Star Wars games. I sure can. Coming to us from Star Wars Newsnet, uh, or Nintendo Direct was where I saw it first. Oh, okay. Uh, two classic Star Wars games are on their way to the Nintendo Switch and PS4. Fuck you, Xbox. Well, for what it's worth, um, Jedi Academy is already on Xbox. Fair enough. Spoilers. <laughs> Jedi Outcast isn't, though, which pisses me off. Uh, while EA continues to look at the Nintendo Switch in disdain regarding new titles, and then they take a shot at EA, which I'm all for, <laughs> uh, at least Lucasfilm itself has not written the system off entirely. For the first time since the system's debut... Not counting Star Wars Pinball, of course. You always <laughs> count Star Wars Pinball. Why don't you count Star Wars Pinball? <laughs> a Star Wars game is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and it'll be coming sooner than you may think. Uh, in this week's Nintendo Direct, and they explain what Nintendo Direct is, but I think most people know. Yeah. Um, it's their, like, a little announcement bit they do every one, like once a month or so. Yeah. Newsletter type thing. It was announced that the classic Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and its sequel, Jedi Academy, will be re-released on the Nintendo Switch and the PS4. Uh, System. The re-release is being developed by Asper Media and Elizabeth Howard, the company's vice president of publishing, had this to say concerning the upcoming games. Delivering classic Star Wars games to modern consoles with the experience maximized to take advantage of the latest controls and features is a responsibility we take very seriously. We can't wait to see fans' reactions. Um, the other notable... <laughs> I like the, the little Star Wars meme in this part. Oh, oh god. Oh, it's shooting everywhere. Oh no. Uh, this announcement was a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Jedi Outcast will be released on September 24th in Jedi Academy and will follow in early 2020. Including multiplayer battles, the Switch version of both titles will support motion-controlled aiming with the Joy-Cons. It's probably going to be bad. <laughs> and then they go on to explain what Jedi Outcast is. One of the... That, that was one of those games I grew up on. As a Star Wars kid, like it was that, and I talked about it before, but that and uh, Star Wars Obi Wan were the two games oh, that yeah. I came up on. Um, actually, was it Spencer? Was it this past Christmas or the Christmas before it, where you, Joel, and I went like and like two hours on Jedi Academy's versus mode? That was just recently, like this last Christmas, I think. I thought so. <laughs> we literally just kept handing the controller off, just playing the battle mode for like two hours. It was a long time. Um, Do you speak my language? <laughs> I wish, yeah, yeah. Give me a remaster of Obi Wan now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jedi Academy is a lot of fun. Um, Jedi Outcast is a great game. I love Kyle Katarn. He's one of my favorite Legends characters. Um, 
check out on Instagram, Star Lord, owner of a Bowflex, if you want to see one of my favorite Calcaturn cosplayers. Give him a big old follow. Pronto. But yeah, this is lots of fun. I am definitely, um, ex- you know. This was definitely like one of the bigger things to come out of the Nintendo Direct this past yeah. week. So, I, you know, it's an older game and hopefully they keep doing this. Um, I would love to see a remaster or a re-release of like the Revenge of the Sith video game. Um, that was one. Of, that was another favorite of mine. Um, I could certainly in the same vein see them doing a re-release of either OG Battlefront or Battlefront 2. Yeah, I mean, those are still like you can like, buy those, though. On, I'm pretty sure you can buy both of those for like PlayStation or Xbox at this point, though. Hmm. So, like, I don't know about doing like a full re-release. I know at the very least on Xbox you can. Xbox is all about backwards compatibility, though. Yeah, they, they're, they're big on that. It's the one thing that... <laughs> Sony needs to figure out because your boy wants to play some of his PS2 games without having to undo all the wires. <laughs> I, I have my X bone. It makes me happy. X boneless. X bone. <laughs> and Travis is X boneless. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it's for both. I could be wrong. No, it'd be cool though if they did a re-release and they had that like really hard to get DLC attached to Battlefront Two already. Did you know that Spencer that there was a DLC for the OG Battlefront Two? No, it came with extra planets and Asajj Ventress and Kit Fisto. Really, so Battlefront Two is not available on the PlayStation Four. It is not. So, and I'm assuming obviously not on the Nintendo Switch. Get on that shit. If they released it for the Switch, I would lose. My mind, yeah. Like I said, but and, but but put it in with that DLC with Ventress and oh, Kit yeah, Fisto and, they, and, and they those would. other planets. Because I didn't even know that existed until recently, and like it's hard to tell the difference between that and like how modded that game has become over the years. You know, when you get to the point where you can do the Order sixty six level as younglings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just just give me all of the mods for OG Battlefront two. I I downloaded so much DLC on my text. No, um, it was it wasn't actual DLC. They were like uh, fan created extras and stuff like that. Those would be called mods. Yeah. Yeah. What. Why didn't I think of that? I'm just like this epic mod kit for Battlefront 2 that had it added Old Republic characters, like Knights of the Old Republic characters. It added, like, you know how if you wanted to do the campaign for a specific mission, you had to play the whole yeah. story mode again? Well, it's like it would add in the instant action for that world. It would add like, oh, you want to play the campaign mode? Well, here, just play the campaign again. And it had for some of the maps, it had an Order 66 mode where it was like the the clones versus the Jedi. And you could pick either one. It's just like some of my favorite times in high school playing modded <laughs> Battlefront 2. Uh. I remember coming into um american lit and you were just in the back just like ingrained in a match um because you were using that really cool uh 212th attack battalion mod yes they like turned everybody into obi-wan's crew 
That was my absolute favorite. It automatically defaulted all to having the orange two twelfth on it. Oh, yeah. my favorite. I, I like the president in this sense because, like, I know the whole re-releases and remasters are a cash grab bit. I get it, but also, I'll probably buy them for convenience's sake. Yeah, like I own the remasters of Batman, the Batman Arkham series. Just so I don't have to unplug the H- like the cords from my PS4 yeah. and my PS3. Also, so I don't have to buy it because I don't have a real functioning PS3 controller right now. <laughs> you know, like, just make it easier on me. Yeah, yeah. It's all about convenience. And, and like, for older games that maybe, like, your copy gets destroyed or you sold yeah. it and you want it back, they can be hard to find. Like, well, I'm sure a PS2 copy of Battlefront 2 was not cheap. It depends on where you find it. If you find like a used one at like Cash and Culture or some shit, I'm sure you could get it for a steal. Is, oh yeah, Cash and Culture, but like I haven't seen one there in a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what? I really hope they also remaster. I think uh, like doing like an HD remaster for Force Unleashed, like do like the Ultimate Sith Edition, and like oh, you could even add like newer characters to it. Because how they had like the Ultimate Sith Edition where they had all these different yeah, character skins. Dude. The version I had, you mean? Yeah, like, just, I mean, granted, I know the sentence about to come out of my mouth. I know both of you are going to groan at because, of course, I'm saying this. You mean fucking Kylo Ren skin. <laughs> Let me play. Uh, well, Jared, what's a Kylo Ren skin? Oh, my God, what a show. <laughs> That'd just be so much. called that. Oh, my. That would not, tell me that would not be so fun to do the battle with Vader, though. I mean... Yeah, but then they'd have to, like, redo the whole lightsaber, you know? I mean, yeah, but that can't be that hard. Uh, I don't know. With graphics like now, like, one of the settings for the lightsaber already gives you, like, the flickering thing. Oh, yeah, that's not the problem. The problem is the cross guard. And, like, how those hitboxes work. Not that they have to do anything. Yeah. But, like, it'll look constantly like lightsabers are clipping through each other, which will be weird. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Um, But, yeah, even still. like, And they totally could do that, just adding in you know new skins or whatever yeah but dude that game is literally like literally what got me into star wars because i i same i didn't really care about going up because like star wars is a thing that exists and it looks pretty neat but i also know there's older movies and i don't feel like watching all six of them especially (laughs) when you're like nine and a that's a lot of time and b you have to acquire all those movies yeah and i didn't already own them so yeah, it was not a problem in my household. <laughs> That's how I got here. I like. I remember I I played Force Unleashed and absolutely loved it, and then found pirated versions on uh, YouTube and watched them for the movies. And then I bought a copy of Revenge of the Sith. It's the only Star Wars movie I currently own, bar Force Awakens. So fun and thing I, about the Force Unleashed. Do you know how different? the ps3 and xbox 360 ports are to the wii port yeah because the wii port's the same as the psp port which yeah. is the first one i played bananas yeah also the, the ps okay hot take the psp port was the best port of the force unleashed because as they convinced me on okay this. a i think there's a <laughs> parts of the story make a little bit more sense in the PSP version. Um, you actually meet Garmbel Iblis and like you you find 
in the PSP version and the Wii version, Ram Koda is on on Narshada where you left him. Yeah. Now, granted, it doesn't make any sense because he just falls into fucking space in that version. If you remember correctly, because he throws because Galen throws him out of a window without the whole thing coming down instead of yeah I it's been a long time since I've played like a couple years since I've played yeah. the PS3 version it's been so much longer oh yeah I, I don't mean, even have my PSP anymore I wouldn't sold even, it I wouldn't even say it's it's better like it's a superior version but like those Jedi Temple levels oh add yeah. so much to like buying Galen's turn back. Um, like yeah. if you if you do the story is like he goes to fight Ram Koda, gets sent to the temple for the first mission where he fights like the Darth Desolus thing. Fights Kaz and Paratus, then has to fight Darth Phobos. Fights Shock T. Paratus. <laughs> Fuck I don't even say his name. <laughs> he who must not be named. I um, never want to hear the name Kazdan Paratus again. <laughs> Freaking psycho. What's your beef with Kazdan? He's that nuts. fucking boss fight. <laughs> he's nuts. Yeah, he's fucking crazy. You ever play that fight on Unleashed difficulty? Uh, probably not. You don't want to. You'll, it's fucking, you'll want to die. Awful. Um, but like, then you fight Shakti, and then you come back, and then you go to the third one where you like see Vader fighting your father, and then like. Like you do that and then have to interact with his spirit on Kashyyyk. And then right before you go to Corellia when all hell breaks loose, when Vader captures everybody, then do the version from Ultimate Sith Edition where he goes to the temple and then has to like fight the like the yeah. the, the possible futures he has. I like that a lot. I like the Jedi battles mode. Yeah, on the PSP in, port, which yeah. wasn't on the Wii. There's a versus mode on the Wii, but there wasn't like the Jedi right. battles thing. Yeah, I I remember that, which was so I, much fun. I played through that shit a lot, dude. Oh my god, I want to find my PSP and my copy of Force Unleashed just to replay that. I do remember spending countless hours looking for the black lightsaber crystal in the PSP version because <laughs> it's not it's honestly, not in that port. Crystals, dude. <laughs> it's not so in that. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. Well, no, Jazz was saying, like, the black crystal is not in the Wii or they the have, PSP They port. have way more colors, though, in the PSP. They have different shades. Yeah, well, so the, the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions have less colors, but every color except for black has three crystals. Because they yeah. have the, like, hyper-binded, or whatever they called it. Yeah, compressed, compressed and unstable, which looked like Kylo Ren's, yeah. Which I always... Right, un right. Unstable red, and then black. Always. Yeah. See, I liked, um... Force Unleashed 2 did a lot more with the colors. Yeah. Where they, they had more shades in both versions. Didn't the colors, like, do different things? Yeah, and the colors were different, and which I didn't like. Yeah. Because, I, like, I, I love would've... I love looking at red and blue together. And, like, aesthetically, I ended up, like, I was like, for the aesthetic, I ended up fucking myself. Because it ended up being one of them did nothing. Which, red should give you, like, more damage. Like, red should do more damage. Like in 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 the legends lore, the red lightsabers were mildly hotter and had more cutting power. I ended up having one of them do nothing, and then the even really. Sorry, I I'm not gonna go into physics right now, but <laughs> because because the crystals were synthetic. 
was basically where it came from. Yeah, no, like crystal wise, whatever. I'm talking color. Uh, blue, like in, if you look at wavelengths for electromagnetic radiation, blue has more energy because it, it's a shorter wavelength. Well, yeah, but it's not about the light. It's about the I heat know, that it produces. I know, I know. I'm saying if it's, and I know it's not comparative. Yeah. I'm applying science to a scienceless <laughs> franchise, yes. which I, I do a lot. <laughs> Mr. I'm going to do the math behind the holdo maneuver. Oh, they should all be dead. Oh, <laughs> but I, it, I always end up fucking myself because I just got like, like, what was the blue one? Like extra force points. Oh, I had no idea. Which I, was fucking useless. Like, or it was I, like, or like your force powers cost like slightly less to use, which like totally fucked you. Um, I also liked using blue and black. That looked cool. But shit, now I want to play Force Unleashed. Right? Damn it. Same. <laughs> Too tired for this shit. Um, and here we but yeah. are. Let's talk about Legos. Yeah, Spencer, you're Spencer, on. Talk to me about Legos. Yeah, you. I need you to read this whole thing because I don't think you realize how big this set is, Spencer. <laughs> uh, Jared, there's, I know. There's like, definitely I'm at least looking three. at it and I recognize pieces and I know how big that they I know how big they are and trust me, I know how big this set is. I mean exactly. <laughs> I mean down to the number. I think there's at okay. least four pieces. Okay, <laughs> at here least we go. Four pieces. <laughs> this this from Gizmodo. The four thousand seven hundred and eighty-four piece Lego Star Wars UCS Imperial Star Destroyer makes me want to root for the Empire. That's just the title. Okay? Now into the body of the of the story. As with the 2017 Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon, which was an update to a smaller set in 20, 2000, or 2007, 2014, <laughs> a smaller set in 2007, Lego's new UCS Imperial Star Destroyer is a new version of a model released back in 2002, but at 4,784 pieces. It's over 1,500 pieces larger. And at 43 inches, the Emperor will be very pleased with his new Star Destroyer uh, that is almost twice as long. Fucking massive. <laughs> Where would you yeah. fucking put this thing? That's, that's this like Lego set will set you back $700. Okay, and there's a little teaser video if you want to check that out. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, not but worth compared playing to the Millennium air, Falcon, which sells for a hundred dollars more and includes more pieces. It's still not a set for bargain hunters. This bot like Lego boxes are typically like rectangular that are a couple inches wide. This box is a legitimate square. <laughs> it is it huge. is a cube. This set is, is gigantic. A, yeah. I was looking through some of the – like it's just enormous. I'm seeing Lego pieces that I've used before as like the biggest pieces in my set that just make up the little balls on top of the bridge on either side. This is a huge – Yeah, this Star set. Destroyer is nothing to fuck with. This is the sort of thing – I'm like – I like to consider myself a, a record speed Lego builder. This is the sort of a set that would take me over a week 
Well, I wow. remember it would take me the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> what's that like? <laughs> what's that one joke that you always see online with like when the set tell, uh, says it's three to six years, but you finish it in five or something oh, stupid yeah. like that? Yeah. Like this is <laughs> my my favorite. I think I sent it to you ages ago, Jared. But one of my favorite things ever is this meme. It's it's a Lego meme and it's awesome because I get it because I remember <laughs> when all of the work. sets came out. <laughs> and I'm looking through Instagram to find it right now. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, the girl, like her dad, her brother, her ex. Um, so, <laughs> so it's the girl you like and it's like the ultimate collector series version of the millennium falcon that came out a couple years ah, ago i remember this one <laughs> really fun here i'll send it to you on instagram real quick just so you have the visual right there also so travis like, can see i know the one you're talking about now it's like the girl you like is the ultimate collector series her father was like the first really complex and detailed millennium falcon set that was released her brother is the set that was released with the force <laughs> awakens that was like 120 bucks. Her first love is like the. That's four the executor, foot long, isn't it? Yeah, that's the Super Star Destroyer, like the foot long Super Star Destroyer from Return of the Jedi. Her ex is the Ultimate Collector Series Slave One Lego set. And then you is like the very first Millennium Falcon lever Lego set ever built. And it's a piece of junk. <laughs> like it barely resembles the Millennium Falcon compared to the others. And that meme, the first time I saw that, I think I laughed at it for three days. Every time I thought about it, I would laugh. No joke. A lot of it has to do with just how pathetic that original Lego Falcon looks. It looks really pathetic, but it's also hilarious because a, then like the number who thinks of these things? I want to shake them the hand of the man or woman that made that meme. You know, yeah. her ex. It's the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I can't even. It's too good. Oh man, it's too good. Spencer, are you gonna be? Are you gonna be getting yourself a Lego Star Destroyer? I will certainly not. You you won't do it. No balls. Not <laughs> until coward. I hit the lottery. Until I hit the yeah, I get one. Uh, with your ticket to go to Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take I'll take one UCS Star Destroyer set along with yeah. Build it on your private plane along on the with way my to Galaxy's season pass Edge. to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Spencer, if you have your phone <clears throat> available, you should check your check your Snapchat really quick. <laughs> okay. Um. Now, Spencer, you have the that really cool collector's Vader's <laughs> castle. <laughs> <laughs> My boy's got headphones on headphones. <laughs> Travis, you look like an idiot. <laughs> this is what I happens. Miss you guys like crazy. This is what happens when it's almost midnight. We're recording oh, too God. When we're on the horn at midnight. I love it. Shit. Anyway. Unbelievable. Um, Spencer, how much, if you don't mind me asking, was the Vader's Castle Lego set? If you It remember. was like a hundred and 20 bucks i want to say that's not terrible especially considering how much is going on with that yeah. yeah it's it's a good size lego set here let me look quick sorry for the the sound of typing in the microphone have you seen um, his lego vader's castle travis yeah. it's no. gorgeous it is so good 
It has like Vader. Yeah, it has like the back to tank, and it has like a little Sith shrine in there. It has the, um, the like the the advisor dude who comes to like wake Vader up when he's in the back to tank. Yeah, it has his Tie Fighter. It it's really nice. Yeah, a hundred and thirty bucks for the set, and it's a at least it used to be an Amazon Prime exclusive. I remember that. Yeah, and then they like but, it went to oh mass retail. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. He's got his like meditation chamber, that big black ball that opens up. There's a back to tank with a couple Imperial guards. He's got a hangar for his Tie Advanced in the basement. There's like a Sith shrine with some cool little ominous looking decoration pieces of they're like uh, sith figurines isn't there like a secret spinny part that has like a golden lightsaber hidden in it too yes yeah it's got a golden lightsaber and a sith like one of the uh pyramidical red holocrons travis it's got a little one of those yeah there's a mouse droid port if you need that sort of a thing (laughs) um Really cool set. A if lot you're going in the market on. For one. And it's big too. Like I bought I, I asked for that for Christmas last year, thinking, oh yeah, this is that I can put it on my desk at school. Nah. Nah, oh. dog. This thing it's will beefy, not fit. It's a beefy set. Yeah. That's awesome though. Beautiful. All right. It's time. It's time. Uh, I'm taking this story. As, as expected. <laughs> Away. So we got a little sneak peek at Age of Resistance Kyle, or uh, Age of Resistance Supreme Leader Snoke. Wherein Snoke, we're getting to it. We're going to get through the story <laughs> and then we will talk about your <laughs> shitty joke from last night when we recorded all of yours. Which it's not, it didn't make the show. It was like right after we came. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, but... Um, I mean, it still would have made its debut on this show because of when everything goes up. That's true. So this shows uh, Snoke and Kylo Ren in one of Kylo Ren's first training moments and training missions. I the Tiger is playing. I the jogging through and (laughs) jogging. Um, So Supreme Leader Snoke take. I know. I thought of it too. Stop. You just thought of Adam Driver with a, a sweat headband and the armbands. Yeah. The, the wristbands. Yep. And like a cut off hoodie. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just like, and like, just the whole time jogging, just like that. I just had sex. I'm about to eat nachos. Snokes like, behind him in a car. <laughs> no, I'm like a speeder bike. Just faster, young solo. Just. It's not even either Tigers and playing it's Snoke uh, yeah. humming it. <laughs> Snoke humming I am the tiger. <laughs> no, he's not even humming it, he's just growling it. Like <laughs> and that like rasp just <sighs> Young Solo. <laughs> Is this about the time last night where dick flipping dick started yep. to happen? Yep. Good. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, Snoked. <laughs> What's our time looking like? Uh, we're at an hour 15. Hour and 15? Okay. It's going to be an hour and a half. Snoke and Kylo Ren go to Dagobah. 
Uh, and it's really cool. Uh, we're going to get in some of the uh, panels here. Uh, the name of the issue is Fail or Kill It. That was one of the most anime titles I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they arrive on Dagobah. Uh, they get out of the shuttle. Kylo Ren says, I can still feel him from his time here. Skywalker. Snoke says, yes, uh, one of the most formidable Jedi began his training here. Why do you speak of him that way? What way? With respect. He has earned my respect and my fear. He is weak. He is not weak. He is misguided. If I had your uncle by my side instead of you, the galaxy would have been mine a long time ago. Uh, then they approach the Cave of Evil, uh, which which point Kylo Ren says, I feel cold, death, and more. Snoke says, the cave is power and darkness and you will enter. What's in there? Only what you've been too weak to bury. Or... You can run away if you'd like. At which point Ben uh, enters the cave. And when he enters the cave, the one that he fought the vision of Vader in. Or bigger Luke, whichever one you you, uh, you ascribe to. Um, he enters the cave and sees Luke in there saying, I don't want to fight you. Uh, Kylo ignites his lightsaber and says, I don't care. And they battle it out in the cave. Snoke says, because your uncle feared you, uh, because your uncle feared you, feared how formidable you could become. Skywalker, I sense, a, I sense your decision. Good. Skywalker would have murdered you in your sleep. Uh, use that hatred. Rise above what's holding you back. Strike against the light within you. And then that's all we get from this sneak peek. So <laughs> before we get into Travis's joke real quick. <laughs> um I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let I'm gonna give Okay. I'm gonna let Spencer speak his piece. I'm gonna let you speak your piece on this. Feel free to make your joke at that point. And then I'm gonna get like into the weeds about Kylo on my end. So Spencer, you're up with this little sneak peek that we got from Age of Resistance. Um, I like, I like it. I mean, um, it's, it's a sneak peek, so it's meant to spark our attention, but I think my favorite frame is when he enters the cave and says, I don't want to fight you. And he says, I don't care. I like that a lot. Um, it just makes the most sense and it is the most, you know, to the heart of things panel in the, in the comic that we've seen so far. And I'm encouraged by it um, because it's the same sort of an attitude that Luke has on crate almost. And it's, it's like this weird mirrored reversed image where like Kylo says, have you come to save my soul? And, and Luke's just like, uh, no. <laughs> and, and now in this frame, it's like Luke says, I don't want to fight you. And Ben's like, I don't care. And it's just like the blatant defiance that is in both of their personalities that the Skywalker defiance yeah. uh, is really apparent in this frame as much as it was during the duel on crate. 
that I loved so very much because of the, that one line. Well, you also like, like really honestly, Mark Hamill took the whole movie. He stole it for like in my favor with a single word and an expression on his face. Yeah. I also and like I love it. That like you have like the polar opposites of like what the Skywalker family is capable of right there. Like you have it at like its most absolute worst, impassioned, bloodthirsty, you know, I don't care. I'm going to cut you in fucking half. And then you have Luke with that very like serene one with the force. I don't want to fight you. Like I love like like not only is that like defiance of like I'm not going to do the thing you want me to do. It's also that very um, classic Skywalker, you know, their distance in the force. As to who they are. Um, yeah. Travis. We had a lot of build up for what is honestly a really bad joke. So. First of all. <laughs> While we were packing up after recording all of yours last night. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking like, so what do we have to talk about besides the Mando news? On uh, Dubak. And Jared goes, oh, we have the, the sneak peek. For the comic, did you see it? I said, yeah, yeah, I saw a couple of panels, I saw they went to Dagobah, and we both expressed excitement, because this excites me, I, I enjoy the idea of seeing uh, how Snoke trained Kylo. How he it, broke poor little Ben Solo. Exactly, like, <laughs> and you can see it even in this little sneak peek of, like, if I had your uncle... I, this would be over by now. now. But instead, I got stuck with you, so I have to make do. Right? Such like, a piece uh, of shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Hate Snow. Um, and because they're on Dagobah, right? Luke was on Dagobah. He had to face off against bigger Luke. <laughs> right? Bigger so, Luke. <laughs> who is, who's for sure, like in canon, who he's fighting in this panel. Yeah, he's that's, fighting bigger Luke. That's bigger Luke. Um, but. <laughs> Bigger Luke who also managed to lose his right hand. Yeah. Like, why? It should have been Swoller Ben. <laughs> Swoller Ben. Which then raises the question, Jared, Spencer, Swoller yeah. Ben versus Bigger Luke, who you got your money on? <laughs> Ooh. I, the fact goes right into it. Fucking it's like, oh, now I gotta swoller Ben because Ben's already a, a swole boy. Yeah, so now he's swoller. Swoller Ben <laughs> also could be wider Ben. Wider Ben. <laughs> Again, all I hear is that fucking panel at Celebration with fucking Colbert and the cast of Episode Nine. Whenever Daisy Ridley is just like. He, he's he's a large man. He's he's a very big man. But he said he this motherfucker looks me in the eye. It says Swaller Ben versus Bigger Luke. I almost dropped the whole ring. <laughs> uh, I've not been able to stop thinking about Swaller Ben and Bigger Luke. Whenever I was at Will's house today, between the cast party and the rehearsal. It randomly popped in my head, and I was like, <laughs> and like I like almost started really loudly laughing. And I'm like, I don't have the time I, to a explain bigger Luke. 
first of all. And then lead in, like, from that story, lead into it. So anyway, last night, Travis and I were slap happy as shit after talking for half an hour about flipping dick. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want any context for flipping dick, listen to Hall of Heroes on Thursday. But I am... This excites me. I want to see more of uh, Ben post... Oh God, my uncle's gonna kill me! Right? Like, how do we get from A to B? Yeah. Well, like, H- Hello Greedo did a really good video about like, did Luke actually try to kill Ben? Oh yeah, I mean, and from, like from Ben's perspective, yes, exactly. And he did this whole thing that was like, he was like, does it matter if Luke tried to? Because all that matters is that Ben woke up to the sound of a lightsaber that, being turned yeah. on in his sleep, and. You know, to to say that, like, Luke was, like, in a homicidal rage takes away from what is actually said in that scene. And I think whenever we get Luke's – when we hear that story for the third time in The Last Jedi, I think that's the tr- – like, that, that, like, that is the gospel truth, which is I saw darkness. I got scared. I remember what Vader did. I, I remember hearing about all the horrible things Vader did. I couldn't – I couldn't stand and let that happen on my watch. And in a fleeting moment, I did something I instantly regretted by letting that cross my mind and that poof, and I kicked it on like re- like ready to do this and went, no. And he like realized what the fuck he was doing. And by that time, it was too late. And like I've said before, um, Ben Solo is, again, felt exiled by his family. Felt untrusted, unwanted, unloved. Felt as though everyone around him thought he was just a living weapon. And at this point, like they say, Snoke was already getting inside of his head. Which is then corroborated by Luke and what he did. And then you scare him away completely and make him feel like, you know what? I, I ha- this, is, this is all I meant for. He goes nuts. He falls. And now, like, and, and this is where I, I, this is where I think anybody who denies Kylo Ren as being a victim of any trauma and abuse. Hey, <laughs> you clearly haven't seen The Last Jedi, but like, if you're still holding on to the idea that he'd like, that this is just him turning to the dark side solely for the power, and this isn't him turning to the last person who would take him as far as he was concerned and then being emotionally and physically abused by that person. This is all you needed to see that. Yeah. Like like that is just so heartbreaking. Like again, knowing where Ben came from, knowing about the whole, he's a monster. He's a weapon shit. He heard his mother and father arguing about knowing that this is probably coming off the heels of what happened with Luke and then they have Snoke go, yeah, but if I had him, this would be a done deal already. And I'm stuck with you. And then like – and like punching – basically like punching him in the um, – like emotionally that gut punch and then saying, OK, now go face your greatest fears and insecurities in that cave by yourself. Like I, just, I, I can't not feel horrible for him. You know, like – you can't tell me that a lot of the source material here is like building up to a redemption for him. Like I, tr- it I is. I truly think that like this, like like we are getting so much set up for Ben Demption. It is insane. Ben 
redemption. We are getting set up for it. But what concern, and I think we're going to get it. I think the fact that they have marketed this last movie toward Skywalker, and Ben, we know, is a Skywalker. So this movie is going to be about him. It's like you like to say, Ben and Ray are the co protagonists of this sequel trilogy. But like, I, th- I feel like the focus in this third movie is going to be on Ben. Because A, the title, B, we've got way more to root for, I think, with Ben than we do with Ray. Yeah. And in addition to that, <laughs> I, mean, I think the, the Ben Demption, crazy too. <laughs> just, just as much as I wanted to see Kylo die a villain, like a spiteful, vengeful villain in this, like I've been saying it since the episode seven. It's like, I just want to see a villain who dies a villain believing that what they're doing is villainous, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to shake things up a little bit and, and avoid the obvious parallel to the end of return of the Jedi. I think, however, at this point, the Ben Demption almost goes without saying it is how that manifests itself. That concerns me best or concerns me the most now. And I hope that they are able to do it in a way that is insightful but not too cliche. Agreed. Yeah. I what I've been hearing about how that might shape up and all of that stuff, I'm hopeful that it's gonna be great. I think the best way to handle Kylo Ren becoming Ben Solo is to in some part lean into the Anakin Skywalker parallel. Because like I've been always like I've been saying and like, you know, your at at chats and girls of sabers and all of those people have been saying as well Ben Solo is, for many people's interpretation, meant to be the reverse of Anakin. Yeah. And I've talked about that ad nauseum on here. And I think that there would just be something so beautiful about, like, retroactively, I will finish what you started going from I will wipe the Jedi from existence to I will bring balance to the Force too. Right. And I think that like especially aligned with like what Snoke has here with again like the whole if it was your uncle I'd be done by now. Having a moment where Ben gets to be the one like not Anakin not Luke Ben is the one who's finally able to put Palpatine on his ass once and for all and call it a fucking day and be the one to put down Darth Sidious. That's so fucking cool to me and that's so sweet. I'm clapping. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't tell if that was someone running nearby, if I'm honest. Uh, that was you clapping. It was the cheeks clapping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing. That was, clapping cheeks. Yeah. Running by. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just, this snake. is, I, I can't wait to see the Kylo Ren comic. Because the comic centers on his whole Vader obsession. From Ben to Ren. Ben to Well, no, no, like the Age of Resistance comic. Like when his Age of Resistance oh, issue okay, comes out, yeah. and then we'll have the rise and the rise of Kylo right, Ren, right? Which Ben Ren, <laughs> shout out to my director Ben Ren of Guys and Dolls. That's not a fucking joke. I am. <laughs> ben Ren, uh, True. can't confirm. Yes, a very good dude. Um, with his, that, his middle name is actually too. <laughs> I like that. Uh, 
so with that, before we hop off the air here, uh, fun little story. Um, Travis, you're not super engrossed into like Star Wars Twitter. This is true. And Spencer, you're not on Twitter. No. So you no, guys may not be aware of something that happened. Actually, while I was in Seven Springs and licking my wounds from the Alpine Slide. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> Thank you for your pity, Spencer. You poor bastard. Uh, did you guys hear, perhaps, about what happened with uh, the mega thread of a Twitter personality named Mar at Vibes with Cisco and what happened with her, perhaps. Are, you, are either of you familiar with this? I saw bits from between you and Connor retweeting things and replying to things. I don't know. Okay. So, again, a little bit of Raylo soapbox here. A little bit, just to set up the story. Uh, at Vibes of Cisco, Mar, puts on, she, she, she comes across, she's a big nerd account, just tweets about Marvel, Harry Potter, all that stuff. Has never seen Star Wars. Comes upon other mutuals she has talking about Raylo. And she sees, and he isn't quite understanding all of the mechanics of the argument, but sees, I'm assuming as much on that part, just because that would be really hard to keep up with if you don't know the lore, um, but sees a gif of the scene where Ben and Ray are touching hands in the hut. And she retweets that with the caption, I've never seen a minute of Star Wars, but I can tell these two are in love. At which point, Raylo Twitter lights on fucking fire and is like, girl, do yourself a fucking favor and watch these goddamn movies. So she starts live tweeting her experience watching Star Wars. Starts with A New Hope. Yeah, okay. I um, I definitely saw parts of these threads. Hold sure. on. <laughs> these are great. Um. Went through all the movies. I think I don't think she's gotten to Solo yet. Let me double check here. Ooh, she did do Solo a few days ago. Cool. Um, so she gets through the movies, and naturally, you know, the the fandom menace crowd was, you know, dogpiling her like, oh, she's fake fan. She's brand new. She doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, being being fucking pricks about it. You know, fuck off. Of course. Um. But she was met with a very warm welcome from a lot of people on Star Wars Twitter. And Mar, if you happen to be listening, because um, I know she was on, she was actually on with friends of the show, Girls with Sabres. Um, they did a really cool live stream. They told her, hey, come because like, myself and like thousands of other podcasters were DMing her like, hey, 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 come on my show. Um, and Girls with Sabres being very gracious. It's like, hey, Jared from Back Discussion wants to talk to you and you should talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> um and mar again open invitation we'd love to have you on um and welcome to the welcome to the uh, you, uh, you've taken your first steps into a larger world to put it that way now her live thread of star wars is remarkably funny um 
So, in my opinion, her Revenge of the Sith live tweet and Last Jedi live tweet are the funniest and most entertaining. Between you two gentlemen, pick one and we're going to read one of these on the air. Because these are fucking hilarious. <laughs> and we're just going to run through one of these. Just so people who aren't on Twitter can get to experience what this. Were my, what were my choices again? Revenge of the Sith or The Last Jedi. Oh, fuck. I feel like these are the ones I saw, too. There are some bangers. There's also, um, real quick, Mar being adorable, also had like naming conventions for the characters. So for the most part, a lot of the characters didn't have their actual names the way she was tweeting about them. Let me pull up the grid, the little thing I found of like, okay, um, just uh, real quick. Here's the key for Mars characters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is God. <laughs> Darth Vader is Breathtaker. Yoda is String Bean. These I've definitely seen. I, I saw these. Uh, Palpatine slash Sidious is Old Ass Raisin. <laughs> Anakin is Baby Boy. BB-8 is Circle Robot. Kylo Ren is Breathtaker 2.0. This is coming back to the hot, uh, the Poe Hot Dameron thing. Poe Dameron is Hot Man Running. Just <laughs> 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 I think that might be my favorite. Because it's true. Hot Man Running. <laughs> uh, Finn is Love Bug. Raze is adorable. Sunflower. Uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is Old Ass Prune. Oh, so Raisin and Prune? Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I, I keep saying this is my favorite. I think this one might be my favorite, actually. General Hux is Big Mad. Um, Big Mad? <laughs> yes. This may have been updated since Solo, so I'm not sure. Uh, um, K2SO is Sassy Robot. Nice. Jin Erso is Angel. Uh, Cassian Andor is Cutie Pie. <laughs> uh, C-3PO is Gold Star. Uh, ben Solo is Baby Boy 2.0. Uh, uh, Amelyn Holdo is Lilac. Very nice. Uh, Rose Tico is Cinnamon Roll, and Leia is just simply Princess. So there's your key. Um, yeah, okay. So between the two of you gentlemen, are you doing Revenge of the Sith or The Last Jedi? I'll let Spencer pick. Um, Put the weight on his shoulders. I was kind of in the mood to watch some prequels today, so Revenge of the Sith? Okay, this is funny. This is so funny. Um, Keep in mind, I, I've come full circle on this. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah? Just straight up. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think it's the best. But it's your favorite. It's my favorite. That's fair. Understandable. So, first tweet, all caps, and it's a picture of her TV with the crawl starting. I'm not ready for this. Starting with fighting, not surprised anymore. All caps. He looks so good. That hair. I'm just going to push this back because she yells in a lot of these. So I'm going to push my mic back and I'm going to turn down my mic a little bit because to get the full effect, you kind of have to have the adequate volume. He looks so good. That hair. Anakin, what are you doing? Like, seriously, the movie just started and you're not listening. They're going to die in that elevator. Who the fuck you calling stupid? R2 is the best damn thing to happen to the world. <laughs> 
<laughs> do not. For all that is good in the world, do not. Oh my god, you better not leave him. The sass, I'm screaming. Nah, if one of them flies out the window, I'm done. They are safe. Dot dot dot. For fucking now. <laughs> oh my god, they are back. My fave couple is back. I feel like we've been apart a lifetime. They are so cute, I want them together forever. She's fucking pregnant. The happiest moment of my life, I'm crying. My heart. Old ass, <laughs> ugly looking raisin bitch is back and uglier than ever. <laughs> He's still having nightmares. He's shirtless and I oop. They are both so beautiful. Like, holy fuck. Fuck me. I hope you trust me, Anakin. Bitch, first off, fuck you. And number two, absolutely not. Stay away from him. <laughs> oh, shit. This is getting intense. <laughs> Do not shut her out. I don't like this guy. Fuck him. Something, Something's happening. I'm not the Jedi. I should be. Oh, my. Aw, oh shit. He has four lightsabers? <laughs> <laughs> Do not do not trust this fucker. Fuck the dark side. Do not. I really don't like this guy. Just stay away, dude. Oh my god, he's killing everyone. <laughs> okay, for context, that was at Palpatine murdering the Jedi. Why do oh, they fight Raptor call? Not yet. <sighs> Why do they fight near windows? <laughs> <laughs> Anakin, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? What is what is with the fucking arms? I really lost my pure baby boy. I can't uh -huh. stop crying. We really lost him. I want him to go back. I'm not okay. I really hate this ugly looking ass raisin life alert having ass bitch. <laughs> Everything is a mess and I'm crying. String bean, oh my god. She's crying. Anakin, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> Who is this child? A child I must protect. <laughs> he did the attack? It was fucking him? What the fuck? They are kissing. Well, we are all in hell now. A literal hell. Throw me into the lava. <laughs> Hold on. Throw me into the lava. I'm fucking done. <laughs> he killed the children. There it is. <laughs> Anakin, there seriously, is. please stop. I can't. I love a woman who will stand by her man, but honey, please. <laughs> He's crying. He's crying. I'm crying. Everyone is fucking crying. Hold on. Let me load the rest. They are together again. Anakin, all I want is your love. Love won't save you, Padme. And it's a picture of a woman crying. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. It's another gif of uh, this not this time it's Wendy Williams being very emotionally distraught. <laughs> oh my god, let her go. Oh my god, they really about to fight. Nope, I'm done. I'm done watching. It's been fun, but good night. I will act like I never saw this movie. <laughs> fucking string bean oh for all that is good i want to go back <laughs> i'm really crying everything hurts i'm so done why would you jump on a little piece of lava <laughs> she says always his legs i can't 
<laughs> you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. End me. Destroy me. Light me up. Throw me in lava. I'm done. This is also painful to watch. He's fucking burning. <laughs> I can't stop crying. He's alive. I just want to be done. Luke is my baby Luke. Fuck's sake, Luke Breathtaker really is your father. This man really asked if she was alive. <laughs> this go this man gonna lie and say that he killed her. They cleared my, my they cleared my robot's brain. She fucking died for real? This isn't fake? Like, just to make them think she died? She actually died? I'm done. <laughs> Everything hurts, and I want to die. And that was the end of her Revenge of the Sith live tweet. Wow. Alright. That's a trip. Okay, just just because I'm on a roll, I, we're reading The Last Jedi 1-2. Oh, lordy. That, this is almost as entertaining as the Star Wars one-man show we Right? I would love for Mar and that guy to team up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. Continue. So, uh, same thing. Here we are, guys. Picture of the crawl. Here, I'm going to move my microphone back again. Now, where is Breathtaker 2.0? Oh, look. It's Big Mad being fucking mad at the world. Hot man running in princess. Okay, I'll hold. I'm screaming. Just listen to the princess. Bomb, bitches. Oh my god. She's really gonna go down with the bombs. Ugly ass prune, what the fuck does your ugly ass want? Paige, my sweet girl, how I wish I got to see more of you. Love bug. We need to get you dressed. My babies are back together. <laughs> You're gonna notice a pattern here. Luke. Oh my god. He did fucking not. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Where's Han? Fucking dead. Breathtaker 2.0, is that you? His old ass can walk? I was mistaken. Stop manipulating him, you ugly fuck. He will literally do anything to please that old ugly ass prune. I've given everything I have to you. That's so fucking sad. Oh my god, baby boy 2.0, he doesn't even care about you. His fucking face. You have, you have too much of your father's heart in you. Yeah, well, he's going to need more so he can get the fuck away from you. This is so fucked up. You, you failed. This. You wrote this, Jared. Don't no. lie to me. <laughs> I wish. This is so fucked up. You failed. I'm about to whoop your ass, bitch. Why didn't you fight the sunflower yourself? Where the fuck were you, huh? Sitting on your on your fucking lazy ass, you lazy piece of shit. I cannot fucking believe this shit. Do not fucking touch him. You're just a child. Exactly. So why the fuck is he in this adult fucking war? I'm gonna lose my shit. I'm seriously watching Baby Boy 2.0 basically kill himself to make sure he pleases ugly ass prune. He looks so sad. No one. He looks so fucking sad. No one touched me. And it's the scene where he has his mental breakdown in the elevator. He's literally having a whole ass breakdown. Luke, what the fuck? What are you drinking? Did he just catch a fish? Sunflower, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> Who are you? That's Sunflower. <laughs> Luke, what the fuck? Time for the Jedi to end? Luke, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> Demoted? Princess doesn't play. Get your head out of your cockpit. Princess has time today. 
They are being tracked? Baby Boy 2.0 is here. They feel each other. Oh my god. He looks like he's about to cry. He didn't do it. Oh my god, the princess. Are you, no, are you fucking... No! She's floating! <laughs> She's alive. Miss Princess is a bad bitch. You can't kill her. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite vines. <laughs> R2 and Luke, oh my god. Three lessons, oh my god. Who is this lady talking to Hot Man running like this? Oh, she's snappy. I shall name her Lilac. <laughs> Who is this crying? Who is this cinnamon roll crying? Oh my god, she looks so pure. I'm Rose. I shall call you Cinnamon Roll. <laughs> Love Bug, what were you doing? Cinnamon Roll had the time today. Hold on. Before you continue, I need you to know. My headphones, the right ear went out for a little bit, and it kicked in right in time for you to shout, Cinnamon Roll! (laughs) (laughs) Scared the shit out of me. Continue. Love Bug, what were you... (laughs) Sorry. Love Bug, what were you doing? Cinnamon Roll had the time today. My sister just died protecting the fleet, and you're running away? What the fuck, Love Bug? Oh, Hot Man Run is Hot Man Running is very curious about how Lovebug and Cinnamon Roll met. We are off to find the code breaker. What the fuck is going on? They are fucking connected. She shot him. We love a power struggle. Just you. Well, fuck. Ha 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 ha. Reach out. Luke looks so down looks so done with sunflower. I'm screaming, it's a fucking plant. <laughs> oh, she's getting into the force. Luke, what the fuck? They see each other again. Why is the force connecting us? I don't fucking know. Maybe it's just because you're meant to be, but like again, I truly don't know at this point. Water Cinnamon Roll and Lovebug are so adorable. Do not touch the kid. If anyone hurts my Cinnamon Roll, it's fucking on. Fuck that town. They really shocked them two seconds after I said not to hurt them, didn't they? Sunflower with the lightsaber! You believe that he wasn't gone, that he could be turned. I st- so did I, and it still hurts! Han was Han about it. I miss Han so much, this isn't fair. Well, Fuck. You didn't fail, Kylo. Kylo failed you. Oh my god. They are really trying to get out. He just walked the fuck out. Oh my god, there's children we must protect. Uh, go, go, woo! That is the cutest shit I've ever seen. Stop enjoying this. Lovebug, have a little bit of fun. Oh my god, I thought they were gonna die. Luke is using the Force. I'd rather not do this now. Maybe you guys should set up times to connect to each other. Oh my fucking god. And then it's a meme where someone blacked out the text from an office quote that says, I mean, I am a slut, you know. I'm assuming this is in reference to the Ben Solo scene. Anyway. Sir, do you have something you could put on? No, he's fine. It's fine. Find the way he is right now, Sunflower. What the fuck, Luke? Oh my god. She fell into the hole. What? It's a mirror? Her parents? I've never felt so alone. Sunflower, stop crying. You have me and so many others. Please, please, please. I just screamed so loud, and it's Ray in the hut. Neither are you. Oh my fucking god. Her hand. His hand. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. On the hand touch. 
They are not alone. Luke, honestly, what the fuck? He took his glove off. He touched her with his skin. How many people do you think he's done that with? Probably no one. I can't breathe. Oh my, Sunflower is really ready to go for Baby two, baby Boy 2.0. The last thing I saw were the eyes of a frightened boy at a master by whose... The frightened... The, 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 the last thing I saw was the eyes of a frightened boy whose master had failed him. Woman crying profusely. <laughs> I'm crying. String bean? String bean really hit him. I'm dying. <laughs> Flyboy. I'm not mad at that one, Lilac. Hot man running is mad. Again. Well, she's being handcuffed. The guy helping Cinnamon Roll in Love Bug is kind of cute. Oh shit! Hot Man Running is in control now. Cinnamon Roll is so small compared to Love Bug. Oh my god. And then this one is a picture of Ray and Kylo in the elevator. They. <laughs> she called him Ben. Look at that face when she said Ben. You'll stand with me. Oh shit. Ray going evil or what? He saw her parents. Old ugly ass looking prune. Go, Cinnamon Roll, go. You better not touch my love bug. Princess, she fucking shot him. I love her. Do not, do not, Sunflower, do not go closer. He's so fucking ugly. So, so ugly ass prune, are you telling me that you set up everything? Even the handhold? At which point, all of Raylo Twitter starts commenting on her thing like, no, it wasn't Snoke. We'll explain later. <laughs> <laughs> uh sounds fake honestly he's touching my sunflower why is this like the scene in harry potter where hermione is getting mud blood cut into her and draco watches on the sideline and looks like he's about to cry baby 2.0 say something oh lilac you did not just slap love bug you little fucking fight you right now Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. She has a lightsaber. Baby boy 2.0, get the lightsaber. Wait, don't get it. You're going to kill her. Hold on. No, please. Uh, <laughs> okay, I can only describe the next two tweets. And I'll, okay, I'm just going to read out what it says. In all caps, H-O-L-A-Y-S-B-A-N-N-A. And then the next tweet, I'm assuming this is all happening whenever he's starting to turn the saber and then stab Snoke. And then the next tweet is O space WTBAN. So I'm assuming these are all just key smashes. Pushing the mic away again. He split him in half. Oh my god. The power this scene has. It's them back to back. A fucking tag team. I can't breathe. And then it's just cries and bisexual. <laughs> They're working together. I'm crying. Baby boy 2.0. What are you doing? Join me. Sunflower is going to be a black rose. Sunflower's parents traded her. Oh my God, my baby. At Baby Boy 2.0, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. 
His fucking please, oh my god. His hand, her hand. Oh my god, another power struggle. Love bug and cinnamon roll, my babies. Oh my god, they broke the lightsaber. Oh my god. <laughs> Run, love bug and cinnamon roll. Kick some ass, love bug. Rebel scum. That's my baby! <laughs> She's gone. Let's just pray that that big ass door holds long enough for us to get help. Oh, Lord. Ha 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 ha. Hot man running was really trying to give a speech and his foot fell through. I'm Sunflower. Oh, they hate that ship. I'm screaming. He's such a love bug. Love bug. What are you doing? No, no, I can't. No, love bug, please. Oh, my God. Not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. I'm crying. <laughs> That kiss and I oop? Oh my god. Luke! I changed my hair. I love her so much. I know my son is gone. No one's ever really gone. My heart! <laughs> Luke, what are you doing? Oh my god, for all that is holy. Luke, <laughs> you can tell the absolute terror when he just gets bombarded by the AT-ATs. Luke and Baby Boy 2.0, so much is happening, I can't. She's moving rocks? Lovebug and Sunflower together again. It's not Luke. What the fuck? I'm screaming. I'm crying. I can't. But one last connection. That ugly, that old ugly ass prune lied. I can't feel anything. The children. A poor baby boy. And then the last one is a picture and the last bit is a picture of Michelle Obama with the quote, this is shaking me to my core in a way that I could not have predicted. <laughs> Mar, so, I think I can speak for everybody here. Do back discussion going off of Spencer and Travis's reactions to that. You are very welcome in this fandom and don't let anybody, any of these neckbeards, any of these jackass, jackasses and fuckheads scare you away from this fandom. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And I'm I hope you two were as entertained as I was watching this happen on Twitter live. What a like I said, it's it's like the one man show thing where it's like you're you're both trying to figure out the scene that she's referring to as well as laughing at how hilarious and how on point the summarization <laughs> of the emotions are. I'm so convinced you wrote the ones for The Last Jedi. Like that. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly not. That that had to have been you in the theater live. Right? That well, no, that was how I felt in the theater. She's out, she's on point for me, but that I I'm not as clever. I'm not that clever. But yeah, um those of you who are on Twitter at vibes with Cisco Look at her page. It's so fucking funny. The other ones are great, too. But the, the two best, in my opinion, were Revenge of the Sith and The Last Jedi. Um, with that, Spencer, where can the lovely people find you? You can find me, as always, on Instagram at Plays. Uh, check it out. Say it again. And shout out to Say our... it again. Say it again. You got attacked by the First Order. Oh, sorry, everybody. Um you can find me as always on Instagram at Spenceman Cosplays. There we go. I was so also, waiting for it to happen again. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> also, 
check out Jared and my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplays, on Instagram for lots of really well-made cosplayers uh, or cosplays and some really awesome people as well. Yeah, actually, real quick shout out to a member of New Regime, Deathstroke Dad on Instagram. Give him a follow. He is working on a Darth Malgus costume, and it is coming together. The most convincing. So well. I am a huge Malgus fanboy. This is an incredible costume in the making. Please do give Deathstroke Dad a follow and check out his mid-project reports. Oh my god! I am so. I've. I can't. Off the top of my head. I can't think of many other people whose like other costumes I've been more excited for. Like you doing Superman. No, definitely his. You doing Superman. Um, you know, a couple other people who were like doing characters that I knew were like super close to their heart that got me excited, but just like just the sheer excitement of seeing a Darth Malgus at a con soon. Oh yeah. Oh, um I got the heebie jeebies makes the happy. Travi. Travi. What can lovely people find you? They can find me at Travis Political on Twitter and Instagram. So that Jared doesn't fuck it up yeah. again. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, that's right. Actually, there's been an episode of you back in between that was pre-recorded. Um, so we went on our Marvel trivia bar crawl. It was a lot of fun. Jared made posts across the social medias tagging me that it was a lot of fun he did his first one on instagram then moved it to twitter uh without changing any of the text so he tagged some poor fool that wasn't me uh (laughs) which prompted me finally to change because i was like at some point i might i might change these to match but today's not the day and then that day was the day that like all right i guess i gotta do this so at travis political on instagram and twitter uh I post more on Twitter. I try to be funny. I'm not that funny, but I like to think I'm funny. You're very funny. You're Thank a great you. Twitter follow. I appreciate it. Jared, where? <laughs> where? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was funny. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Uh, since we talked about New Regime, be sure to listen to the other shows in the network. Uh, you're tuned into do back discussion or Star Wars show. Be sure to check out Hall of Heroes, uh, especially to get context on flipping Dick. Um, flipping Dick. Dick's doing flips, menacingly, menacingly down the hallway, um, <laughs> like Shining style. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll save my reference on the show for the show. No spoilers. Um, my very specific reference to what I had in mind with the backflips. Um, be sure to check out, like I said, Hall of Heroes, Jerk the Curtain, Down the Rabbit Hole, Gore and More, Wicked Wednesday, all the other shows in the network. Uh, be sure to check out the website for news and reviews and things of that nature. And yeah. And again, Vibes with Cisco, Vibes with Cisco, Vibes with Cisco. Uh, we are honored that you have joined us and we're going to play you guys out today. Again, if you're in the area and you're able to make it out, come see Guys and Dolls. Uh, the Guy Performing Arts Center in Scottsdale, Pennsylvania. Uh, Saturday night, Daniel Miller from Broaxium is going to be there to come see the show, actually. So if you listen to Broaxium as well as Dubak, 
you can come meet some of the hosts. <laughs> DJ will be there Friday, I believe. Um, and Travis on Thursday. So hope to see some of you guys there. And the song we have for this week is actually the, a song that Spencer sang whenever we were in this show together our freshman year of high school. Ah, uh, the memories. Ah, uh, the memories indeed. Uh, may the force be with you guys. Thanks for listening. Give me the dice and give me room. <laughs> You've seen me roll for a hundred G's, but I got a little more than dough riding on this one. They call you Lady Luck, but there is room for doubt. At times you have a very unladylike way of running out. You're on this date with me, the pickings have been lush. And yet before this evening is over, you might give me the brush. You might forget your manners, you might refuse to stay. So the best that I can do is pray. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck let a gentleman see how nice a dame you can be. I know the way you've treated other guys you've been with Luck be a lady with me A lady doesn't leave her escort It isn't fair, it isn't nice A lady doesn't wander all over the room And blow on some other guy's dice So let's keep the party polite Never get out of my sight Stick with me, baby, I'm the fellow you came in with Luck be a lady Luck be a lady Luck be a lady tonight Luck be a lady tonight Luck be a lady tonight Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with Luck be a lady Luck, let a gentleman see how nice a dame you can be. I know the way you've treated other guys you've been with. Luck, be a lady with me. A lady wouldn't flirt with strangers. She'd have a heart. She'd have a soul. A lady wouldn't make little snake eyes at me when I bet my life on this roll. So let's keep the party polite. Never get out of my sight. Stick with me, baby. I'm the fellow you came in with. Luck be a lady. Luck be a lady. Luck be a lady. Okay, you know, a controversial take. Luck Be a Lady is probably my favorite song from that whole show. Are you familiar with the parody from The Simpsons? Maybe. Luke Be a Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you on whenever I talked about that, what happened like right with, before I auditioned when Mark Hamill that was, found my tweet? That was our Spider-Man review. 
I talked about that on the Spider-Man review? Yeah, because we were at your place. That was the last one we uh, filmed at your place. Or filmed, Jesus, but uh, recorded. Because, yeah, it was like, we all had great weeks, and you were like, but mine was definitely the best. Because <laughs> it but, yeah, was. Papa Mark noticed me. Okay, just just indulge me and anybody who's still listening. Can you try to pull up Luke via Jedi on YouTube real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> Luke be a Jedi tonight. Luke be a Jedi tonight. Luke be uh, a Jedi while our servers get our guests a soda. Or no, do it for Yoda while our servers get our guests a soda. Luke be a Jedi tonight. Give me a sec while my dinosaur loads up. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this laptop since before I went to college. It's been holding up very well. I don't use it much. <laughs> I mean, now I do, but. Yeah, it's been put to very good use lately. Jedi tonight. Shocker. <laughs> hi, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, hi, Galaxy's Edge. I'll see you in 30 years. Guys and dogs, we're just a bunch of crazy guys and dogs. Oh, yeah, 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 the song is not in the show, by the way. This is a well, conceptual I'm not going. nightmare. I mean, Nathan Detroit would never wear this. And this song isn't even in the show. I don't have time for this. Is that actually Mark I got Hamill? 75 yeah. shortcakes to strawberry. Now get out there, Luke. Guys and dolls. We're just a bunch of crazy guys and dolls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want the mayor dead. I want his wife dead. I want his cat and his dog dead. This, this better oh, be wait, in the wait, goddamn wait. show. It's before the cat. <laughs> Just killed the mayor. You're not mad at me, are you? Luke, be a Jedi tonight. Just be a Jedi tonight. Do it for Yoda while we serve our guests a soda. Uh, and do it for Chewie and the Ewoks. And all the other puppets. Luke, be a Jedi tonight. Oh, I forgot this is also the one where Homer becomes the mayor's bodyguard. number. Get out there and shake that money maker. But I'm just here to kill yeah. that. You gotta let it. You gotta get to that the guy with the knife. Sure can dance, huh? He yeah. looks awfully familiar. I think I saw him in Rent or Stomp or Clomp or some piece of crap. <laughs> I'm offended. Hey, pal, that's my headshot up there next to the pepper steak, and don't you forget it. You're all talk, Hamill. You never even finished Jedi school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show's this. over, man. Give me that knife. Oh, it's mine. Homer, use the fork. The fork? The forks. Use the forks. Oh. <laughs> Do it for Yoda, Mommy Surfer gets a soda, and Chewie and the Ewoks, and all the other puppets. Fucking love it, man. Come see guys and dolls.